This week we are journeying through the cradle of humankind and very pleased to have the sales manager, Laura Maweni, from the 26 degrees Southbush Boho Hotel talking to us. Laura has been with the company since August 2002, and she says it's been a blessing working at 26D South Hotel. She actually gets to see different species of animals, and she considers her biggest highlight her drive into work when she's surrounded by giraffes. And it's really, really humbling to be driving through and feel the presence of all of these animals. Now, this is new information to me, but I didn't know that 26D South is a Sol Kersner built hotel and that it's built in a horseshoe shape. And, you know, whenever one says Sol Kersner, well, one always assumes the absolute luxury. I have no idea, have not visited them, but Laura is with us and she's going to be telling us all about 26D South Hotel. Laura, what a pleasure to have you on the show with us. Please tell me, was your drive to work this morning surrounded by giraffes? <laughs> thank you so much, Janet, and thank you to the, your listeners as well. Unfortunately, not this morning. Yesterday, yes, I had the pleasure of seeing a number of giraffes, and one was actually right in front of my car, and I was like, this is amazing. I could do this. You have your fans. Day. Obviously, you have your fans. Yes. <laughs> And uh, this morning I got to see Springbok. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is amazing. Wonderful. So, Laura, we have no idea what to expect from this hotel. I'm assuming that there's lots of luxury because it's anything with the name Sal Kersner attached to it usually gives me that impression, but I could be completely wrong. So I'm going to let you tell us, firstly, how close are you to Lanceria? Uh, we are about 20 minutes away uh, in terms of, um, yeah, 20 minutes drive from Lanceria, and it's about an hour from our tumble. Oh, that's amazing. That's really convenient. And um, I would love to hear what can we expect to see when we come to 2060 South? The one thing is, it, it's actually beauty. The minute you get here, you would expect maybe safari, um, but that's not what you get when you get here. Um, it's more of a, like, you know, the name Boho, it suggests like unique. Yes, that is. Funky, yeah. <laughs> funky <laughs> colorful. Yeah, it, that's what you get. And um, some of the areas and the design, it's almost like industrial, very um, unique in terms of the deco that they've put in and like paintings and things like that and you see a use of like recycled material as well which is actually very good as well for the hotel so the expectation is really really unique you get here um definitely no safari look um but yeah boho chic boho chic you need to explain what that is to us so when you come in, there's like a lot of color. There's a lot of, mm -hmm. you find palettes, uh, palettes being used in various ways, like the ceilings, you'll find palettes. Hence, I'm saying like you find things being recycled. You find palettes on the walls. You find palettes being used for couches, wires being used as art in the hotel, mm -hmm. tins that are actually um bent and painted being used as well as as part of like uh paintings as well so it, it's very unique it's very 
also the, the versatile areas that we have. So you're not stuck in one area. I think the one thing as well that's lovely, a lot of people enjoy because we have a lot of companies, corporates that actually come here for conferencing. Yeah. So with our conference areas, we've got six conference rooms that vary in size uh, from the smallest one being a boardroom that takes um, a maximum of 10 people to the biggest conference room, which is called Thorn Tree. So Thorn Tree has a little bit of history, basically this place. So Thorn Tree venue was used as the first national um, unity um, conference room uh, where we had Mandela, Butelezi, OR Tambo and they conferenced here and there's rooms that are actually named after them where they slept in and this was in 1995 January 15 to 17 when they were here. That's amazing Laura I think that's quite phenomenal because uh, you know to be able to have so many dignitaries so many thinking heads from our country under one roof is quite phenomenal and I don't want to say that you're a hidden gem because I suspect I'm the one who's not in the know. If, if, if all of these uh, major high flyers are coming to you, obviously people know about you. And uh, I think just looking at the kind of art and the decor that's there, all the nice, bright African colors, I think yeah. it's an obvious choice when you want to showcase Africa to the yeah. international community as well. Definitely. And you know what, Janet, you, you're not the only one who actually feels it's almost like a hidden gem because a lot of people, when they come here, even event coordinators, they're like, where has this place been hidden? Um, why didn't we All know this system. place? So, yeah. And really convenient because of the access from Lanseria. I mean, 20 minutes is nothing. Yeah. And so you know, I see that you are based on the banks of a river and that we can see all kinds of game. You can. Um, so we've got various antelopes. Then you can see the giraffes, the zebras. Uh, we've got rhinos on the conservancy. Um, so that's mm -hmm. the only animal that we have, which is part of the big five. Then you see hippos. There's a lot to see when you're here. So this is quite a, a specific and packaged experience in terms of the conferencing. And what would you say is the unique selling features in your property, Laura? So a lot of people love the fact that, and, and this is what I always say when I do my side visits, when you come here, um, the serene, the, the the quietness, you've got the beauty of this beautiful mountain. And when you're here, you actually forget that you're in the city. And it's more mm. like getting away from the hustle and the bustle of the city. So you get this quietness and it's very unique because all you see is nature. You're just surrounded by nature and the conferences as well. Like, you know, one, you will find color, you will find chairs that are different where there's comfort. And then there's another conference room that will give you different chairs that are like very colorful, very playful. So when you get in there, it's like, oh, okay, I didn't expect this. And this is the one thing that actually excites a lot of people. And hence, we have a lot of corporates coming back. Sometimes some of them will come back every three months or every two months, they'll be here. So it makes it very special. Even the rooms, the rooms are nice and spacious. We've got a total of 76 rooms. 
and four of them are suites and the other 72 will be your normal standard luxury rooms. And I think the one thing that a lot of people love about them is the space there, the luxury with the rooms. So yeah, that's what makes them unique. So Laura, just looking at the location, I would assume that you're a full service suite hotel because one cannot go to the local cafe. So everything is done, done in-house, am I right? Everything is done in-house. We've got an in-house uh, restaurant called Chow Baby. The food is amazing. And the one thing that I appreciate about this place is the staff and the food. So the two biggest compliments that we get at 2060 South is how amazing the food is and how great the staff is. Always paying um, attention to detail, very friendly. They go out of their way to help people. So that's the one thing that's a, a big seller for this hotel. Isn't it just that communication and attention to detail are just the cornerstones of hospitality? Really and when you're in this hospitality industry, if something is not done to the T, you see it and it irks you because you just geared that way. And it sounds like you you get that and you, you know, your team are really a good support because you're out there doing the sales and marketing, right? You yeah. come to all of the workshops, you come to all of the events and you say, yeah. come to 2060 South because it is the place to be. So it's really important that you have the support when you're out there. Uh, and that it follows through when we come to your hotel for the experience, of course. I agree 100%, and that's exactly what you get when you're here. So I want to hear a little bit about the history of 2060 South. I know it's a Salt Kirsner Hotel. Where yeah. is it at now? So right now it's uh, privately owned by mm -hmm. Tony, Tony Cluster, and he's basically been running the hotel since because the origin of this hotel it used to be called Elleridge a lot of people will know it as Elleridge yes that's what they would know it as so it's no longer Elleridge uh, it was bought over by um, Tony Cluster and it's basically since 2016 um, basically when you look at the registration when it moved from Elleridge to 26 degrees south and since he's bought it over he's actually done an amazing job because he had to revamp the whole look of the hotel so that's why when you think it's so old going back to years ago um decades but then when you look at it it still looks very fresh and, and, and chic oh that's good because one yeah. has to stay current yes. you know one has to make sure that the competitiveness factor that people have so many choices really yeah, really both for choice when it comes to accommodation and places yes. to go and things to see so it's really wonderful that you are able to actually get out there and see and experience but also have a superb quality level when it comes to the interaction with the hotel because I think especially when one is conferencing or just holidaying you don't want to hassle about the little details and it sounds like you guys have it down to a bat. And I think the one thing as well that's lovely about here, you're not just stuck in a hotel room. We've got various activities that people can um, enjoy. So we've got game drive vehicles. People can go on a game drive. We've got quad bikes. People enjoy um, hiking trails and mountain biking trails as well. 
So there's a variety of things that people can actually enjoy. And the beauty of it as well is if you are in-house, you don't want to go anywhere. People can actually enjoy playing board games. We've got a pool table, mm-hmm. an arcade game. So there's lots of ways that people can keep themselves busy as well. So you, there's never a dull moment, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but there's enough time to do nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I had quite a funny experience. So I'm I'm a busy, busy person, right? Yeah. And most of my siblings are retired or they're working at their own pace. So yeah. they're not sort of pushing. So two weekends ago, I spent uh, the time away in Hermanus with my sister, who's now been retired for about five years. So, you know, she's also from your part of the world. She's ex-Johannesburg, worked yeah. in Santon Corporate, uh, paralegal. And it's so amazing because I said to her, you know what? I've learned how to do absolutely nothing from you. And it really <laughs> is a gift because my siblings say to me, what is wrong with you? Calm down. You're so busy. And I say to them, I'm at a different phase. You know, I'm the last born, Laura. So there's a big age gap between my siblings and I. I love the fact that you can just sit quietly now. And I've learned that. My sister said, just take my cue this weekend. And, you know, I came back to the office so revived. I had such a productive week because I I learned how to just do nothing. Because if I'm sitting, then I'm multitasking. I'm on emails or I'm on social. And I think that there is great productivity in doing nothing. And for me, it was like an aha moment to be able to just sort of take the breaks of chill and and recoup the energy. And it sounds like this is a space where one can do that. You have the option to be busy. But also, no wonder you love driving into work. It sounds like a really cool, relaxing. You sound happy. It's Friday. You don't sound like you've had a whole long work week. You sound excited about the weekend ahead. And obviously, there's something that's happening there that they're doing right because, yeah. um, you know, doing nothing is not unproductive. Doing nothing yeah. is actually it's good for the soul. Yeah. And in my business, I need a clear mind to function. Um, yeah. It's a big operation. I don't want to to be hassled with paper and detail. I get irritated yeah. with it. Yeah. But just to be able to look at the big picture and strategize, it's uh, it's really a gift. So definitely sounds like you guys have captured all of the beauty. I'm just looking on your website and I'm seeing the yeah. beautiful art, beautiful <laughs> pink hues against the sunset and the decor it's flowing so beautifully. It really, really is. And it's so funny, like, as you say, yesterday I was supposed to actually work from home. And um, so I came in and when I greeted my GM, he was like, um, I thought you were working from home today. And he says, you can't stay away from here, can you? I said, you know what? I said, the most amazing thing about coming in today, which was yesterday, I said, I drove in the main gate. I saw guinea fowls. I saw a springback. I saw zebra. <laughs> I saw impalas. I saw giraffes. Wow. I said, I've never seen them in such big crowds and like one morning coming in like there were so many and it was like the highlight for me yesterday I said I feel blessed that I came to work today (laughs) you got the best views so are you guys working like on a hybrid work environment 
because we tried that. It just doesn't work for us. It's just, you know, we our business is very much a hands-on operation. And we've had lots of challenges because I think people also are not always honest about their utilization of time. We just found it very hard to monitor when people work from home. What What is your output, et cetera? I, I think really it depends on the type of work you do. Um, mm. For me, being in sales, I can be home, I can be at the hotel. The reason why I love being here uh, most of the time is that I get to see the people that we have to host, you know. Um, yes. the clients, I, I get to like have that one-on-one. If there is a bit of an issue, we're able to resolve things very quickly, you know, without to escalate and getting out of the way. Um, and then there are businesses where if you've got the right people, people can actually commit and work. Um, and, and I've seen like I've got friends that work from home who actually end up working way over because you don't, way know, over. you don't know the end. You wake up very early, you start work and then you finish very late. So they, they, they forget to look after themselves as well when it comes to that, you know. So sometimes you, you actually lose that work-life balance. So that's the challenge with it. But if you've got a good discipline, then it, it works for some companies. Agreed, yeah. Laura. Yeah. So, Laura, we we love having had this chat with you, Laura. Before we say goodbye to you, yeah. can you leave us with some parting words about 2060 South? 2060 South, uh, for me, it's like in Pumalanga, in Johannesburg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A short drive to serenity, peace, nature, indigenous plants and Come visit us. Come see what I experience every day when I come here. Um, come experience the food, the stuff. You will see exactly what I'm what I mean. I'm not just saying it just to sell the place, but come experience it for yourself. It's it's beauty. It's love. Everybody that's here has love and passion, and they give it to all our clients. I hear you, Laura, and I, I I'm sensing that even from the conversation with you that there's a great sense of peace. And a great sense of fulfillment. So, Laura Maweni, great ambassador for 2060 South Hotel. What a pleasure it's been talking to you this morning and wishing you a great giraffe kind of weekend ahead. <laughs> Thank you so much, Janet. I really appreciate the time that you've given us. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day and look after yourself. We're chatting this afternoon with Paul Mache. He comes from Beckersdale, a township on the West Rand of Johannesburg. And it was great to catch up with Mpoh at the Satsa conference and, you know, his passion for all things cradle and all things travel in general really excited and piqued my interest because he's had a passion for traveling, which began in his young age. And he later decided to make South Africans and other clients see through his eyes the beauty of our beautiful country and also to uh, to offer affordable travel options. Paul, great chatting to you, and welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you, thank you, Janet. Always great to to meet. Uh, you know, we, like you said, that we had a nice catch up at, at the Sata conference, and it's always about the relationships. So, Paul is the owner of Chuku's Transport and Tours. Chuku is a national tour operator based in the Cradle of Humankind in Johannesburg. And he provides tours throughout South Africa and transfers at all airports within the South African borders. 
He does coach hire, corporate and conference transportation, and also eventing. But uh, he's first going to tell us about his role as the chairperson of the, the Cradle Tourism Company, and then we're going to talk a little bit about his own company, which is right in the heart of the cradle of humankind. Mpo, over to you. Okay, Janet. Um, yeah, just, so I used to be the chairperson of the tourism company, which is the association of the cradle. And I think it was, oh, late last year that there was another gentleman that took over. His name is Ryan. He's at Blueberry Hill Hotel. Um, but I was chairperson for a few years. So I've, I've seen how the cradle has, you know, grown from strength to strength, from just being a place Beautiful. just out in the in the West Rand. But uh, we get to Wonderful. Now see, so... We're going to mm. ask you to tap into that expertise, and I'm sure we're going to close the loop with the new chair. But from where you stand, please just give us some background on the Cradle of Humankind. So the Cradle of Humankind, is, some people might know, is a World Heritage Site. Um, and it was declared by UNESCO in, I think, 1999. So basically, the, the whole area of the Stadfontaine Caves, that area, um, the Chrome Dry area, which used to be a gold mine, actually, uh, during the days of the gold rush. But when there were discoveries that were made of species that actually lived in the area and walked the area, then the mine was no longer of use and it was too smooth. So um, then, you know, the whole excavation then started from your Mrs. Claire's, which was discovered back in the 1940s to the homeowner ladies of recent years. So it, it, it is whereby it's a continuous, um, I mean, Vets is the one that does do the, the discoveries and they do the digging. So it's actually an active site. Even now, as we speak, the eye, they go to different parts within the area where they, they do discover um, certain species. And then on discovery, then those species are, are put in what we call the tube. And whatever has been discovered and what has been, you know, it could be whatever kind of bones that were discovered. And they're put up there. And, and um, the last big one was the homonality. There has been others after that, but that was the one big one where the public was invited to come and view the discoveries that were made at the visitor center, which is the Mahopin uh, visitor center. So that's the history on the, on the cradle. So with the association, it was a case of because the, the central core of the cradle, which is about um, the, the area is about 52,000 square meters, the core where discoveries have been, been made, there wasn't a lot of tourism products in the area. So then what was in terms of the association and, and the partners that worked on that to say, let us have a, a the area, the cradle of humankind already attracts people, but then we need also tourism attractions that can make people stay longer than just the stones and bones. So whether it becomes your adventure, various hotels, so it becomes then a destination. And then it, the destination, you know, the other part of the of tourism offering then piggyback on the stones and bones. So people will come from all over the world to come and see where the human uh, humanity began and, you know, Africa is where humanity began and cradle of humankind is also where humanity began. So then you will have visitors coming. Yes. So that, that's how it actually everything then began. And then as, as it has grown, then you have much more lodges. You've got a lot of bedrooms, maybe over 400 rooms. 
in the area itself. We've got medium-sized lodges. We've got game, big lot, hotels with like 200, over 200 rooms. And so there's a lot. Then from there, you say, okay, we've got lodges. Activities then started coming out to, 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 you know, in terms of what can you do in the area from your hot air ballooning. Got two operators who do hot air ballooning in the area. And just as a side note, because you saw in my bio, I said affordable travel. So I'm always looking out for where the rates, the good, the good deals are in the country, in the cradle of humankind. That is where you have the cheapest hot air balloon ride. And as you know, a lot of people, hot air balloon, they regard it as a, not a tick box. It's one of those things that one must do, you know, in their, in their lives that they do need to take and say, Hey, I've done this. Yeah. So in the area, we do have the cheapest in the whole country. So, so now you, now you piqued my interest. Please tell me what the price of that hot air balloon is. The price of the hot air balloon you are looking at, it's not depending on, yeah, it's actually about 3,000 odd, maybe 3.2, 3.3. Um, whereas at other places, that is about 5,000 to 6,000. Easily, easily. So it, it really, yeah, and we're getting, we're getting a lot. I mean, this morning alone, I saw about three or four balloons go up. So even in winter, where it's predominantly people don't travel, but because of that experience, whether it's domestic travelers or international travelers, they all flock into the cradle. You go up in the in the air in the very early morning. You have your coffee and your rusts, and you go up in the air. You come back down, and then you have a, a buffet breakfast. You know, champagne on the landing. You have sparkling wine, and those that don't drink will have the juice, and you have a full breakfast. And then you can go up on about your day and. We usually advocate to say, well, you are already out into the cradle. Go on and do some more exciting activities while you're here. Sounds great, Paul. Just the thought of being able to see all of this terrain from that view, I think must yes. be special. Yeah, the sunrise. I think I sent you a picture of one of the, the balloons that was, um, it's two of them following each other. And they were being photographed by they they are sort of in a valley and they it's one of the spectacular it's a spectacular photo. So you've got the sunrise, you can see the sun is coming up. You've got two balloons following each other in a valley, and they're being photographed by another balloon overhead. So that's what we are about in the area. So there's a lot to do in terms of spa, we've got food. We've got restaurants like the carnival restaurant um, at Mr. Hills, which has it's one of those where, especially if you are a person, if you claim that you love meat, then in your lifetime, you need to go to the carnival restaurant where you will be given a flag. Have you been, I have been count, Countless times. Countless so you're times. obviously a meat lover, eh? I'm a meat lover of note. And when once you've had, I mean, they've got things like zebras, crocodiles, lamb, chicken, wow. kudus, impalas, all of those meats they've got, the game meat and, and that. And, once you you know you've had enough, then you you put down your flag to show that you surrender. <laughs> you say I'm like, right. you know, <laughs> I claim my stake, my stake, S T A K S T A K E, and I'm now I'm now done. I'm giving up. That's great. Sounds I'm, I'm, 
yeah and you know like they say the house always wins so yeah oh, at some yes. point you you will surrender so yeah that kind of thing when you've got you know you know um quite biking you've got in the area various activities like that we've got the the game where you can do game drives we've got two of those we've got the lion and safari park we've got the botongo and oh, out in Mahalisberg, we've also got what used to be called, it's now African Hills. They also have game on, on their premises as well. So you can be going on a game drive and the nice one is in the afternoon, then you can have your sundowners while you're doing in between the game drive, you know, just as the sun is setting in the park. You really feel like you are not anywhere near the city because it's such, it's so stunning. I must say, I didn't expect such an amazing I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but yes. we are spoiled for choice listening to you. There's such a vibe in the cradle and there's so yes. many things to do from just relaxing adventure activities, seeing our country from a new angle and uh, just adventuring and journeying um, yes. whilst exploring at the same time. It's a very special combination. Before we close... Is there anything that is your specific favorite? Besides the area, because I've, I mean, we are, you know, we, we, we work nationally, but I've spoken so much just on the cradle because that's just how much I love it. But we, we, our, our, we, we work throughout the country. Um, we just came back from Swaziland from the Bushfire Festival, which is a three day, hence my voice is a bit cranky. It's a three day yes. party, basically. Wow. So you, you are, out there for three nights, hectic partying of with guests who are out there. So we do also cross border tours that um, mm-hmm. we do that. But yeah, so Eswatini um, people know how to party because we actually yes. we went to the launch of Eswatini Air that oh, does its yeah. flight tomorrow from Cape Town to Eswatini. They mentioned this festival, and yes. I didn't expect yes. it to be a three day. Yes. Three day, twenty thousand people. Others camping, oh, others staying in hotels. It's a, it's a big one. So we we did that. So those are the cross border ones. Obviously, then Johannesburg and um, you know the Soweto tours, the Johannesburg tours. We do interesting kind of tours. So depending on the type of client that you are, the guide will on while you are in the vehicle. Remember when you when you go on the tour, we don't know you. So in between you getting into the vehicle and probably at the first stop, the guide has already uh, figured out or uh, spoken to you in terms of what do you like doing and what do you want to see. And then we curate the tour as we go along. So, and if, if I mean, we go out to a, a, a healer's market in Johannesburg, we go out to Maboneng, we go out to, mm. you know, rooftop experiences where you can do the sunsets on the rooftop. So our tours are are custom made. Some, like I said, during the tour, we figure out what would pique your interest, and we go, we go, and we explore that with you. Then we also have other tours that go out to the to the Eastern Cape. We go to KZN in Cape Town. We go up to the West Coast. We do the Kalahadi out in the up uh, in the Northern Cape, where it's more of a desert. So we we really do the Garden Route. We are there. We curate such amazing experiences that cover depending on what the client needs. We've got a group that we recently took out to the Eastern Cape that was going and exploring organics and, and medicinal. It was an organics and medicinal tour. 
So whereby we go to different farms that grows medicine, we go and they have what they call sage, it's called the bear and then the uses mm. of it is explored there. There's a company that we're in partnership with from the United States that brings out guests out here and they go and shop, we go into the village in the Eastern Cape um, where we, we, you know, they get to see culture, rituals, there's a slaughtering of a sheep right there um that they get to experience and those are the memories they take back and each and every one of them is already planning either to one come back and buy property and land back in south africa or Amazing. just keep on coming back so those are the kind of experiences that we are we are into and we curate as as the company to do wonderful Mpoa, it sounds like you've really got your finger on the pulse of all things travel in south africa most interesting chatting to you. Thank you so much for the gift you've given us for our listeners. And thank you for sharing your time. We know you have a busy schedule and you're just fresh back from a, an amazing festival in Eswatini. Thank so you. thank you for giving us the time. Thank you so much, Kenneth. And uh, anytime, I appreciate the, the, the time as well to speak to us. <laughs>